lays out in chapter 4 or, or the first three chapters that, that this is who you are in Christ. You are a child of God and He covers you. And in chapter 1, He's talking with the, uh, about the Jews and, and look what they had. But Gentiles, there's no difference now. Look, look, at, the, look at what you have in Christ. And then in chapter 4, He starts into, hey, don't just sit over there and know who you are in Christ, but actually walk it out. Walk worthy of the calling in which you've been called is is what chapter 4 verse 1 is. But he says to do that with lowliness and gentleness, with long-suffering, bearing with one another in love. And he's going to continue on in walking that out. And what does it mean to walk out your faith? To walk out your relationship with Jesus? To walk out who you are as a child of God? And if you're not a child of God, we're going to have a conversation today. (laughs) But, But being a child of God, let's not just be okay with sitting on the tree stump. Let's Let's walk it out. Let's walk it out worthy of the calling in which we have been called. And, and I know last week you got to hear Nathan and, and so happy that Nathan got to come and, and uh, share with you guys. And he, and he talked about the grace in that. In, in verse 7, but each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Wow. Wow. God's grace is amazing. It's truly amazing. Uh, but today, we are going to jump into verses 11 through 16 in Ephesians chapter 4. So, if you haven't already, open your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 4. And I'm going to pray, and then we're going to do some reading. Father, we thank You so much for Your Word. We thank You that we have it so readily available. Lord, but I pray that it just isn't a book that sits on the shelf, that sits on the, the nightstand, that, that's there for us to look at and be proud of. No, let it be a book that, that gets beat up because we're reading it. That gets used because we're reading it. Lord, we know that You tell us that this is Your living Word and it is God. And every time we read it, You will, you will give us more knowledge, give us more wisdom, give us, give us more and more. And things will be revealed every time we read it. And we just thank You for that, God. We thank You that we have it. And God, I pray that our hearts are ready to listen to it and be moved. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Alright. Verse 11. And He Himself, Jesus, gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers, for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love, may grow up in all things into Him who is the head, Christ, 
from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Amen, amen. You know, I think in this that we, that, that we can get wrapped up in, in verse 11 pretty easily. We can get wrapped up in, in, in what He gave, right? And He Himself gave those who, uh, some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and some teachers. And we can get wrapped up in that as to, to am I one of them? Or, or who is this? Is, is there still apostles and prophets? You know what? If our focus is there, we've missed, we've missed the point. Because why did He give them? Verse 12, for the equipping of the saints, the saints, us, right? His people. Equipping of the saints for the work of ministry. That means every one of us. That means that He gave those to equip us for the ministry. Well, what's the ministry? What's the ministry? Acts 20. Acts 20, verse 24. Maybe it doesn't fit, but I think it fits. Acts 20, verse 24. But none of these things move me, nor do I count my life dear to myself, so that I may finish my race with joy. And the ministry which I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. To testify to the gospel of the grace of God. So why did he why why did he give apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers to equip the saints, to equip us to go out into the world and tell people about the grace of God? About his gospel, about what he has done for us and what he's done for them. You see. <clears throat> Paul was writing this out. It didn't happen. We have it because he wrote it. God inspired him to write this. But you know what? Each one of us have this now. Each one of us have this work. Each one of us have the ability to open this book and read it and be equipped for the ministry. I put out on Facebook that verse in Acts this week and I said, you know what? How many of us truly care less about ourselves and more about the gospel of Jesus Christ being shared? I couldn't raise my hand, I don't think. You see, because... My deal is if we're just coming to be equipped on Sundays, we're not getting equipped. If we're just coming on Sundays to, to, to be equipped with God's Word to go out into this world and share the Gospel of Jesus Christ, we're never going to be equipped. We're never going to feel adequate enough to share our testimony, to share Jesus Christ, to share His love, to share His grace. 
What I'm saying is, is this. This book is readily available for you to pick up and read. To, to equip yourself because the Holy Spirit is sealed within you to help you read this, to help you understand it, to help you know what it's saying to go out and tell the world who Jesus is. And are we taking that ministry serious? Are we being serious about laying self down and going and telling people about Jesus and His awesomeness? Are we wrapped up in the things of the flesh and the things of the world and in our busyness and in our extra time doing our ministry? He says to walk worthy of the calling in which you've been called. Every one of us have been called to the ministry. Every one of us have been called to go and tell people about Jesus. And why wouldn't you? If you truly believe this book, if you truly believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, if you truly believe that you have a place with Him, and that you have heaven awaiting you, and if you truly believe that hell is miserable, and it is the death, then why wouldn't you tell people about Jesus? Why would you keep that in? Why, why wouldn't you go and share and if you're not equipped enough to do that, pick this up. Start reading. Start digging in. Start having that fellowship with Christ to be able to be equipped. Because if you're just leaving that responsibility to me, I will fail you. I will fail you every time. But we should want to go and share the ministry because it says this. For the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry. And here he goes. For the edifying of the body of Christ. For the kingdom. We, we want to go share Jesus for the kingdom. Not for any selfish reason. But I want to share to grow the kingdom. I want people to know heaven awaits them. If they believe in Jesus. I want them to know what Jesus has done for them. That they don't have to walk this journey of life alone. They have a Savior. They, they have a personal Savior who loves them unconditionally and He wants a relationship with them right now where they stand. Where they are. And are you telling people about the awesomeness of our God? How good He is. Even in the struggles. Even in the trials. But are we sharing the ministry for the edifying of the body of Christ? I think we need to take that a little more serious. And if you are taking it serious, awesome. Keep up the work. Keep up the great work of, of doing the ministry in which you've been called. Every one of us have been called to share the grace of God. And it is awesome. You know, I think as he transitions here to verse 13, there's some difference of opinion in the study of the Bible and students of the Bible. I'm going to give you my opinion of what it is, but I think it's saying what lies ahead. Look, we are, we, we are doing this. We are going to, to share the ministry 
to edify the body because of what's to come. Because he says this, I'm going to read 12 and 13. For the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, till we come to the unity of the faith. How many churches are in the United States? Lots. Too many. <laughs> I think that's what Grandma Judy just said. Too many. Will we ever come to the unity of faith? Will we ever come to an, a, a unanimous agreement on Christ and what He tells us in this book? When He comes. Every knee shall bow every time. When He comes. Absolutely. When He comes. Till we all come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God. When Christ comes, we will all be unanimous in who Christ is. And it will be a glorious day. It will be amazing. And I'll just say, yeah, I got that wrong. <laughs> to the perfect man, Christ. Christ. To the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. To His fullness. Not ours. Not the church's, but His. So I think it's talking about, he, he's transitioning there to, hey, we're all going to be there one day. We're all going to be unanimous. But right now, let's, as we walk through this journey, let's tell people about the grace of God. Because if we put our stake in the ground and say we are right and everybody else is wrong, we're not doing anything to edify the body. But if we stand in this gospel, and say, this is what He tells me. This is His truth. This is what it is. And we stand on His truth, not on the sign on the door of the church. And if we're wrong, it'll be okay. You know, uh, I, I want to tell people about what waits. And, and that's what Paul is saying here, is that, look, Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. And there will be a day where we'll all be united. We will all be unanimous. And we'll be at the fullness of Christ. We will be like Him. And it will be amazing. But until then, share the ministry. And dig into the Word. Because then He goes back in verse 14. He says that we should no longer be children. We should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. Almost every one of his epistles deals with a false teaching. And false teaching it, it, it ran rampant then and it does today. There is so much false teaching going on because of the trickery of men. The fastest way to get rich? Start your own religion. Proven fact. Whatever tickles our ears, right? He says to stand in truth. Stand in truth. And in Hebrews 5.13, it relates right to this. It says this. Hebrews 5.13. It says, For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness. For he is a babe, but solid food belongs to those who are of full age. That is, those who by reason of use 
have their sense exercised to discern both good and evil. How do we discern it? By knowing His Word. By knowing truth. By knowing what this says. By standing in His truth. He says that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. But speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into Him who is the head of Christ. A world today says just be okay with everything. You can have your deal. You can believe whatever you want to believe. But, but you don't go and get into anybody else's personal space in what they say or what they do. Okay, maybe that's okay in the world. But in Christ, if somebody is trying to speak something of Christ that is not true, we have to stand up to it. We have to stand in truth and not be tossed to and fro. But by the craftiness of man in their teaching. I said at the beginning, I tell you all the time to make sure that you're reading this. To make sure that I am speaking truth. That I am teaching you truth. That, that I am not going on my own way of craftiness. And I'll tell you, there are a lot of televised pastors right now who are teaching garbage. And I, want to, I just want to say this, that... If you are not picking this up, but you are listening to pastor over and over, different pastors, make sure they're teaching truth. Make sure that you're, you're going back to this word and that he, they are speaking truth. And if they're not, quit listening to them. There is so much deceitfulness being, being taught right now. And people are standing in it. And they're willing to fight over it even though it's not in this. Standing is truth. But how do you know it's truth? By reading it. By reading it. Don't trust man to teach you this. Trust your eyes going to the page and reading it. And God filling you with His truth. And now, we won't understand it all and that's okay. But are we going to His Word to read it, to understand it, to know it, so that we will not be tossed to and fro by man's trickery? A man trying to lead people his way and not the Lord's way. But speaking the truth in love, we have to stand in His truth. And when we hear things that are wrong, we have to stand up to Him in love and speak truth. And know that we're in His truth. But speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into Him who is the head, Christ. Amen, amen. From whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share. Let me just tell you, since last Friday, with this thumb being out of commission. I have learned how important a thumb is. <laughs> it's pretty important. And without that thumb, the body's weak. My body's weak. Can I still make everything happen? Yeah. Is it as easy? No. This just said that 
all of this. We're going to stand in His truth. We're going to equip. We're going to do the ministry to grow the body. And each part of the body has to do its part. Its part. Are you doing your part in what Christ has called you to do? Are you walking worthy of the calling in which you've been called? You can't have the excuse that you've got a broken tendon. Once in a while, we get down the pit and we've got to work our way out, right? God will help us walk out of that. But that's not always. Are you doing your part? Whatever your part is. I know Ray's not here, but I, 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 Ray has been doing an awesome job of trying to bring Christian music to our community. Now, I'll tell you, Seventh-day Slumber is probably not my cup of tea of music, but it's okay. Somebody's it is, and he's bringing, he's working hard to, to bring that here. And, and what an awesome deal that is. And I'll tell you, he has been committed to that. And I know that he's found failure in it, but he has been committed because God has called him to a ministry. And that's his ministry. He's doing an awesome job. Are you walking out the ministry which you've been called to do? takes each one of us. It's part of this body and part of the body of Christ to grow His kingdom. To be telling people about His love. To be telling people about His grace. Another example. Adam and Rachel have an awesome ministry. An awesome ministry where they go and tell people about Jesus through giving them snacks. Who would have thought in this big old dinosaur? When there's a sheet to fill out, to volunteer, to go and do that, this church needs to sign up. It takes this whole body to do the working of what He's called us to do. And there's, there's parts of our body who have been called to do some pretty cool stuff. And are we helping them in their ministry? Are we doing our ministry and helping them in theirs? Are we stepping out of that? Or are we allowing the things in our life to overcome us? And we say we don't have time. Acts 20, verse 24 says, I don't care about me. But I care about Christ and Him being glorified. I care about me telling people about Him. And that verse really hit me this week because honestly, I think I've been about me. I've been about what things I have to do. What things lie in front of me to do. And, and God says we got, we got to go build tents when we got to build tents. Don't get me wrong. we got to take care of business. we got to do the things that we need to do. But are we filling our lives with the stuff of this world? Or are we making sure that we're setting time to walk worthy of the calling in which we've been called to minister to the people of this world? You don't have to be an evangelist to do that. You just have to be a Christ follower. And that's what I'm excited about. I feel like I've kind of failed you. 
Last year, I said as we move into this year, I really want to get outside of these walls. And it's now September, and I haven't pushed on you to get outside of these walls. I haven't encouraged you to get outside of these walls. I haven't encouraged myself to get outside of these walls. I really want to be serious as a church. We as a body are getting outside the walls of this church to go and proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I'm not saying go stand on the corner, hand out Bibles, maybe that is what it is. What I'm saying is, are we in our communities telling people about Jesus? Are, are we in our businesses telling people about Jesus? Are we, are we being exclusive in our sharing of the gospel? Are we telling every year that will listen? I want to tell every year that will listen. I want to get outside of these halls. I don't want to just tell people about Jesus right here on a Sunday morning. I want to tell them on a Tuesday evening. On a Thursday morning. On a whatever day it be. Tell them about Jesus. And I want to encourage you to do the same. Because you are part of the body if you claim Jesus as the Christ, the Son of God. I want to encourage you to tell people about Him, about His love and His grace and His forgiveness and about Him going to the cross and dying for you and the person you're talking to. So I'm going to invite the worship team to come on up, but I'm going to challenge you to look in the mirror and answer for yourself. Are you walking worthy of the calling in which you've been called? And that calling is to share Jesus. Maybe there's more to that, but the bottom line is, is if you are, are you walking worthy of that calling of telling people about Jesus? And if you don't know Jesus this morning, I'm just going to tell you about Him. He's the Christ, the Son of God. He came to this earth in a virgin birth. God sent Him here because He knew that He needed a perfect sacrifice. And so He sent His one and only Son to die for whosoever, whosoever will believe in Him. So look, if you don't believe in Him, today's the day to change that. Today's the day to say, Jesus you are the Christ, the Son of God. Maybe I don't know anything about you, but I want to know about you. And in that, He came to this earth, died on the cross, went to the grave, stayed there for three days, rose from there by the power of our God, walked this earth, and then ascended to the Father. But before He ascended, He said something. He said, I have to go. So that the Holy Spirit can come. And I have to go so I can prepare a place for you. That you is anyone who believes. That's you. Make it personal. If you don't know Jesus, today is the day to accept Him into your life. Today is the day to allow Him to be the Lord of your life. To confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead. And He says, if you do that, you'll be saved. That's the relationship. And then we'll work on the fellowship. The fellowship is walking worthy of the calling in which you've been called. Walk it out. Tell people about Jesus. 
be in his word. Be reading, studying, knowing who he is. Stand in the truth. And if it's not true, stand against it. Let's get outside of these walls. Let's tell people about him. And I'm not, I'm not saying that you're going to go tell people to bring him here. No, go tell people about Jesus so you can take him to heaven. He will take him to heaven. Tell people about Jesus. Father God, we thank you so much that you sent your one and only Son to die for us. That you, Jesus, came to this earth. You were tempted. You, you were 100% man, 100% God. You, you, you know what it is to walk here. You know our trials. You know our temptations. You know the struggles that we go through. And you still love us unconditionally and you're compassionate to us even when we fall short. We're consumed by the temptation, by the trials, by the struggles. You're still right there when we're sinking because of the storm, but you are right there to, to lift us up out of the water, to lift, lift us up out of the storm. And say, come on. Thank you for that. And I just pray this morning that if there is anybody that doesn't know that about you, that if there's anybody here this morning that has not given their life to you, that they do it today, right now. That they say, Jesus, you are the Christ, the Son of God. I believe in you. I give you my life. I, 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 I want to start into having amazing faith in you. I believe in you, Jesus. I pray that they just say that right now. And they come to you. And God, if they're doing that right now, I just pray that they'll come talk so that we can journey with them. God, I thank you that you want us to walk out worthy, walk, walk, walk worthy of the calling which you've called us to with all gentleness and lowliness. Humble. And I pray that we do that. I pray that we stand in your truth and your love and that we dig into your word and just read about you and know about you. And, and that we don't just let it be a, a once, once a week deal or once a year deal, but we let it be an everyday occurrence that we have communication with you. God, we thank you that you communicate with us every day. You're here for us. You're here with us. You abide in us when we call you into our life. And we thank you for that. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.